welcome once again to The Dumpster Dive, an exploration of cult cinema. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me, as always, is my brother and my co-host. Me, I'm Jordan. And we're here to talk to you about cult movies. Uh, one in particular, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do a deep dive on this episode. We might talk about more. We probably will talk about more, uh, but our feature discussion is one that I am really excited about, um, or at least I was really excited to um, tackle <laughs> tackle this topic. Since worn off. <laughs> no, it's still, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, one of my f- longtime favorites, or at least a childhood favorite that I yes. haven't, I hadn't revisited for a while. And, um, Same here. Yeah, but a true cult classic mm-hmm. fits comfortably in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, people know it. People love it. Um, I kept seeing they called it, not even called, they said it's a midnight movie. I know those are like the same type of thing. 100%. Yeah, midnight movie. For some reason, like that was always... Said. Cult classic. Um, it's all of the above. And um, yeah, we're going to talk to you about it. And we're going to play the trailer for this film. If there is a trailer. If there is a no, trailer. No, there is a trailer. We're going to play... It'll some, be a fan-made trailer. Our, our crack team is going to stitch in some great audio bit right now that will reveal the film. And we'll be back to talk to you about it. In just a moment. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. I'm going to take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I'm going to do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out. The vandals and the perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger. His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. Get it? Leap small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Smashes hit and run drivers. For incredible explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. Okay, uh, we are back, and we are ready to talk Toxie. So, yes. the one, the only, actually it's not the one, the only, because there are many sequels and spin-offs and incarnations in various media, uh, but the original, Lloyd Kaufman, yes. Michael Hertz, Trauma. Trauma Films, The Toxic Avenger from 1984. Um, this is, I feel like this is the big one in terms of, cult movies, or one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Troma is a big cult like oh, co- company, and this put them on the map. So. Absolutely. Still going to this day. Yes. Um, so I'm going to throw out a couple things right away. One, I loved this movie when I was a kid. <laughs> and, I know you did. And two, even though I was super excited to rewatch the film... I have also had zero time to do any kind of prep or research for this podcast, which I usually do pretty minimal anyway. Usually Jordan does the heavy lifting on that stuff. I did a little bit, but there's not a lot of like detail. Right. And probably a lot of people know, know stuff about this movie anyway, but I just kind of right. wanted to throw that out there. So I... You know, I don't know the names of a lot of actors. <laughs> like, it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, anything like It's that. not like this guy went on to do this. Right, or this. maybe some more trauma films in some cases. Oh, but. actually, I do have a good one. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so any little tidbits I we I might have. forget, because this is the last thing for me. Yeah, any little tidbits we have are going to be Jordan's. So, um, I watched the movie, but I, I really did not have much time for anything <laughs> other than that. <laughs> so... But well, I that's think this the is, bare minimum. But I think this will be fun. This will be a little bit of an off-the-cuff episode. Okay. Fun topic. Um, and I'm kind of thinking, wondering where we want to start. Uh, we should probably start with the premise. So do you want me... I, I never know how you want to do this. Do you want me to summarize? <laughs> You're better at summarizing it than I am. All right. Um, so Plus, t- you've probably seen it more than I did. Oh, yeah, as a kid. As a kid yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so The Toxic Avenger. Um, it starts out... Well, you don't have to go like super detail. Okay, <laughs> you stop me if I get too. You could stop me if I get well, too. Well, for me, I was just gonna say like a nerd gets thrown into toxic waste or jumps into toxic yep. waste and becomes a superhero. Yep, <laughs> like that. That was gonna be my premise. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much okay. it. We um, can go like why everything happened or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll just elaborate on that a little bit. Um, <laughs> but that is the basic premise. Yeah. Um, so um, Melvin Ferd, I think, is his last yes. name. They say his last name once. Well, they say Ferd Junko. I don't know if that's his okay. last name or his like his middle last name. But okay. that's like in the credits. Okay. So. I feel like I remember that from the cartoon. So I always thought it was Melvin Junko. Well, Melvin, but then they say Ferd in the. I usually just call him Melvin the Mop Boy. Um, yes. So Melvin works as a, a janitor at a local health club in Tromaville, oh, yes. the fictional town of Tromaville, mm-hmm. which is the toxic waste dump capital of the world or something like that um so he's this incredibly awkward nerd and not in a charming uh peter parker kind of way there's no charm in this (laughs) movie he's just a a, a very uh off-putting like probably if you saw this person you would assume they had some sort of mental difficulty um just a very (laughs) Bizarre. I had difficulty watching. It. Yeah, so, so he's a nerd. Um, he's a ninety-pound weakling, we say. Yeah, and he he works as the janitor at this health club where all these um, these jocks and their girls hang out, and the the main group of jocks um, they just hate Melvin for existing because yes. he's a nerd, and they're jocks, and they just viscerally hate him. He's, well, he's always like mopping up around them. He puts yeah. like the mop in the hot tub at one. Well, place. he does. But the main, the main job... They hated him before that. They just hate him for existing. That's yes. one thing I thought was so funny. Like, the main um, guy, the bo- bozo, his, yes. his primary bully, yes. just like, oh, he just sees with rage just that Melvin just exists, you yes. know? So they end up um, coming up with this scheme because they're just pure evil. All the bad guys in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's right. The yeah, bad guys in this movie it's are coming back to me, and yeah, I just watched it yesterday. The bad guys in this movie are pure bad. So this is not the worst thing they did. We'll get into that, but um, <laughs> they they decide to set up Melvin um, and humiliate him. 
Um, so they concoct this scheme where he's supposed to meet up with this hot chick and they're supposed to get together. And, and he hook, dresses in a tutu. Hook up. She makes him dress up in a tutu um, and she's going to meet him and they're going to hook up. But it ends up being this way to publicly humiliate him. Yeah. He's wearing a tutu. They have a sheet there that he's gonna, supposed to kiss. He's like and, making out in the dark with the girl right. and they flip the lights on. Yeah. And so they play, this, they play this prank on him. He's humiliated. He, he runs away and... I get to just jump out a window. Yeah, he's <laughs> that's pretty. He straight up jumps out the window. They're not chasing him even. I know. I mean, they're following him, yeah. but they're not like chasing him. He's that's, running away in shame. That's pretty funny. So then he he's so ashamed that yeah, he so jumps he, out a window. He falls out the window after being publicly humiliated. Where earlier, like a bunch of coked up guys are driving a toxic waste van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's parked on. Underneath where the window is. Yep. So the the strands of it takes a header. The strands of fate are coming yes. together. Melvin falls in the toxic waste, and as you said, becomes a superhero. Specifically, the first superhero from New Jersey, and mm-hmm. a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Trademark and copyright. Trauma films. Is that really? <laughs> I don't know. But that's how they always describe him. Okay. Um, but I think all that comes after this first movie. Uh-huh. So there's this really, I would say, kind of cool transformation sequence where he like yeah. mutates into Toxie. And I'm sure everybody listening to this knows all of this, but like if you don't know Toxic Avenger, he's not like your typical superhero. He's like a mutant, deformed monster with boils and lumpy skin, and his eyes are in different places on his head. And yeah. Not a good-looking dude. Kind of like a Jason without his mask. Is how I would describe yeah, it. He does look like still wearing the tutu that he wore during his uh, public humiliation mm-hmm. um, and mops. Which be- is that part of him, or does he just wear that because he likes it? Now? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it seems like he kind of got fused to his skin, maybe a little bit, but I don't. I'm not sure. There's, yeah. I have some questions about the specific. I just thought of it now. Yeah, I, I have some. Specifics. I haven't put a lot of thought into the. Toxic I have some Avengers. questions about the specifics of the Toxic Avenger. Okay. So, Melvin turns into the Toxic Avenger. and He runs um, away flaming first. Yep, so superhuman size and strength. Um, and then he also has what later in the, the film series will be called traumatons, but I don't think they call them that here. Ooh. But he, he has this, like, sense of he can tell... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he knows, yes. he, he knows when people are evil, and he's compelled to destroy them. Mm-hmm. So he will go out and, like, find muggers and just rip them apart in the most horrible, gory fashion imaginable. Yes. Um, so this is a very um, campy film. This is a very... Graphic. Um, incredibly violent, bloody, gory. violent movie. Um, so that's the Toxic Avenger. And then the villains are essentially this, this group of, ner- of uh, jocks that mm-hmm. set him up in the first place, who also... Um, by day are our health club bullies, and by night enjoy um, running over uh, children on their bicycles for sport and just murdering people with their car. But they go to church. Yeah, and then they go to church the next day. Wah, wah. Um, so it's just reprehensible characters with no redeeming values. <laughs> and then the other villain is the mayor. And all of his flunkies, including the chief of police, yes. and all the the big. I was wigs, getting the mayor and the chief confused. Too. The big wigs of Tromaville, Tromaville, who are like um, completely corrupt, completely evil, and of course that means at some point Toxie's going to have to destroy you. Um, Do they mention that in the movie about his like? Uh, oh yeah. Ability to. Yeah, they have that scientist come out and he. Well, says, I know that, but I don't. Does it? I don't know. I guess they never made it official. <laughs> Oh yeah, they did. This is like okay. this is an important part. Actually, it's this like is, his spider sense. It of. is, but it's more than spider sense because spider sense um, lets 
Peter Parker know when danger is near? Like, he can sense it. He doesn't quite know where it's yes. coming from, but he knows something's up. i got to get on guard, guard here. Um, there's danger. Um, Toxie's traumatons let him alert him, not only alert him to the presence of evil, but compel him. Like, he has yes. to. An yes. uncontrollable urge that he must fulfill to destroy the evil. It's a very unique concept. Mm-hmm. It is, and actually uh, kind of like becomes an interesting plot point later because yes, it, it starts driving him nuts a little bit. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so at some point, um, okay, so we've got the villains, we've got Toxie. Um, at some point he um, meets, I think her name in this movie is Sarah. Yeah, yeah, I thought her name was something different too. In later films, I think it's Claire. Okay. Um, I was thinking you mean something different than that. Yeah. So he 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 meets this blind woman. Yes. Um, so kind of like the thing and Alicia in, the, in Fantastic yes. Four. Yes. You know, she can see his true inner beauty even though he's outwardly yes. hideous, and uh, they become lovers. So she's his girlfriend, um, and the plot, uh, such as it is, beyond the origin, is the the mayor is like well we're evil so this guy is going to come destroy us eventually mm-hmm. so we got to get rid of this toxic avenger they call him essentially usually just the monster or the monster hero yep. in the movie yep. so the mayor um gets the governor to call the national guard and they're like we got to destroy this monster and that that becomes kind of the central um they get the national guard both tanks yeah <laughs> pretty good for trauma though pretty good for yeah. trauma probably yeah i guess i don't know what their budget probably is. had him left uh Five hundred thousand or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, I meant the budget of the in the fictional world. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so that becomes essentially the what the movie is about is like the 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 leaders of Tromaville wanting to destroy the Toxic Avenger and convince the populace that this is the right thing to mm-hmm. do because he's and a that monster. makes them more evil. But of course, the reason they want to destroy him is because they're evil and they know he'll come for them. So yes. it's a satire among all the other things that very it's very goofy. Yes. Very, very goofy. It's goofier than I imagined. It's so, been a long time since I've seen it. So this been, is... Uh, way goofier than I imagined. So that's the essential story. It's basically Toxic Avenger versus all the evil that... Public ex- opinion. Yeah. No. <laughs> and and all of the evil that exists in Trollville. You know? And... and um, Didn't they... Like, so he's the first superhero from New Jersey, but he lives in Trollville? Well, I think tr- it's Trollville, New Jersey, right? Like... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I think so. That's yeah. what my that's always been my understanding. Okay. Well, I well it's weird because it's like they're saying he's from a fictional like right. place right. within a real It wouldn't sound place. so impressive if he was the first superhero from Tromaville. No. <laughs> that would be it less, would make more sense, but it that, would, that would be less impressive. Yeah. Um so uh, that's the plot, the story, mm-hmm. the summary, mm-hmm. the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Tune in next time. Good night everybody. Um so I think uh I think people get the idea. Uh-huh. If you, I hope you know Troma uh, so that you have some idea of the aesthetics of this movie. Crass, gross-out, yes. R-rated, uh, tacky, campy, ultra-low-budget. Um, yes. Lloyd Kaufman, Michael Hertz directed this. They're the producers of Troma. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> what there is to say about what The Toxic Avenger is about. Uh, so what did we think of the Toxic Avenger? You definitely have to go first because I've been talking this entire podcast. Well, when's the last time that you saw it before this? How long has it been? Because it's been a really long time. It was I not fresh was in my mind. a child. The uh, last time you saw it before I this? I think so. Okay. I, I, I might have watched it. Because I, I remember the other ones better. 
Yeah. The more I was watching this, I was like, I don't remember this at yeah, all. This I remember specific different. parts of it. Yeah, this one's pretty different than what comes later. I remember. Which there are three sequels. I remember the specific parts that obviously you would remember, like the graphic, gory stuff. His origin part, I the remember. The kid who gets run over by a bike on his bike. Yeah, that part I remember too. <laughs> I just didn't remember it being so wacky and silly. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking of. I. Okay. I kind of liked it in the sense of it was just a fun low budget all right movie hold on let me um because i i and don't def- say we're gonna go on record saying that i no, like no, classic no. events I, I definitely want to like um kind of give my history with the movie and like okay. i but like because i was like watching it this time and like jesus christ how young was i when i saw i was thinking this? that too so i was looking up like the marvel comic to like age myself so i think i would have been about 11 or 12 well, when did the cartoon series come out because i definitely have i would have been 11 and you were nine and i think okay. the cartoon series was our entrance into this it had well it came on 84 i would have been two. right so i would have been 11 or <laughs> i hope to right. god i wasn't watching so, Toxic Avenger so, at two. so i would have been 11 or 12 you would have been nine or ten so before you get into too far into like your opinion on this viewing what is what was your 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 memory of this <laughs> i movie? remember you really liking yeah it was kind because of you were thing. more of like a gore i think more of a gore fan well i was kind of a horror fan in i general. guess yeah i don't First, know before i was went. not into that stuff and yeah. i'm still not super into it right I feel like now I'm just more indifferent. Mm-hmm. I can watch something like the Toxic Avenger and like I'm I'm fine with it. Like I was kind of putting off because I kept wanting to watch this like when I got home from work because I've been busy too. Right. And I just like and when I get home it's like I want to eat. Yeah. I don't want to eat when I'm watching the Toxic oh, Avenger no. because it's gonna. I knew it was totally gonna gross me out, so I had to find like a a time when I could watch it. And it was, but the the thing that I found like really fun was that it was so like in today's culture, just, like, so shocking. Mm-hmm. It's like, still. Yeah. Like, even just, like, when I forgot that part where they, or I guess I forgot what they were doing where they hit the kid on the bike. Oh, yeah. They're driving around, like, Grand Theft Auto style, like, and they're saying all the different ethnic groups, like, this is worth this many points, this is worth this yep. many points. And I'm thinking, who's handing out the points? Like, right. what, do you, what do you win? Where do you go to cash in these points <laughs> Right, at? right. Like, it's like this game they made up to yeah. murder people with their car. Yeah, know? and then they see a little... <laughs> it just gets so ridiculously goofy where mm-hmm. the little kid is riding with his... They're like, make sure you wear your helmet, Timmy, or yeah. whatever the hell his name is. Right. And then they see him driving down the street. They fuck it. Like, they flatten this kid out. <laughs> like, they hit, like, a stuntman. And I was like... I mean, this sounds weird. I was laughing at this. Point. Oh yeah, you're supposed to be. I, I know, but it sounds weird to describe it like that. Yeah, because they. Fly, but this they is trauma. This they is hit this aesthetic. kid. This kid goes flying over the top. This is a 12 year old boy. Yeah, run down just for pure vicious. Sam <laughs> <laughs> laughing now, thinking of it. Just a car smashes into him. But then they see he's alive because he's like crawling, <laughs> crawling as blood is. Yeah, just... he, like there's nothing funny about just like that image or that idea yeah. itself they back up over him or no they don't back up over. they come back around and they hit him again they run over his head and it's just his head explodes, explodes like at that melon. point i seriously was like oh my god but you remember <laughs> like that a, scene from when you were a yeah, kid right i, I like do that I'm, is I'm, burned into my brain i'm saying i don't remember like the, like why they were doing it right i just remember like a somebody somebody's head getting yeah, run over yeah, by yeah. a car like that stuff i remember right um I kept thinking about stuff like what, like why it would work better if they did it differently. Like oh, that's okay. what kept going through my mind. Like 
I know they are like remaking they it are, now. Yeah. Which well, that could be interesting, I guess. But you would never watch this movie and be like like at a film class and be like, here's how you technically shoot a car chase scene. Hmm. Here's how you would film a it's more interesting in like how you get shit done. Like mm-hmm. how do you get all this in a movie with like zero budget? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like you said, I think it was five hundred thousand. I think I saw that. I, I read it like it made like I mean, since then it's made like oh, sure. way more. Yeah. But I, its initial release, I think it made like eight hundred thousand. Sure. And I was like, you know, the difference is kind of like negligible. But like, for why company, even bother? But for a company like Troma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> you you talk about your history with it because um, my my memory of it is just watching your. Um, copies of it that you taped off right. TV. Right. And I remember the other ones better. Like the second and the third yeah. one. I think I remember the third one. Like The yeah. Last Temptation. The Last Temptation of Toxie. Yeah. Like doesn't he go to... Um, we won't get too off topic, but I'm just trying to remember. Well, these ones I also haven't... Se- I, these ones I haven't seen in just as long and I haven't revisited. I haven't seen in that long either, but yeah. I feel like... I think he goes to hell and like battles the devil or something. Yeah, that's the third. Doesn't he go to like Japan and find his, that's his dad? That's number yeah, two. Yeah, that's the second yeah, one. That's number two. So I feel like I remember those more. I probably watched them more. They're, they're, I feel like they're, like in my mind, they're a little bit more lighthearted. They're a little bit more fun. Mm. I mean, this one I thought was fun. Well, this is, yeah. But. I don't know. This one can be um, a little <laughs> annoying mm-hmm. because of the characters. Hmm. And I was, it kept throwing me off like with the tone of it. Hmm. And I, like, I understand what they're going for. I understand like gory and funny. I get that that shit can go together. Like I, I could think like Peter Jackson can do it really. Well. Yes. Yep. Um, but this, it's like it's hard for me because I'm not like super into that kind of right. stuff. So I'm like, how are these two things existing in the same place? Like, right. uh, what? Like, what is the most violent thing? I guess the kids well, getting run kid over with the bike. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm thinking more of like when he's fighting them and he's yeah. like. Ripping people's arms off. Oh, that's one. Yeah, he rips um, the guy's arm off and he beats him with it. people's heads and exercise equipment. Yeah. Um, this is the, what the hero is doing. Oh, that one I remember, too. That, like, mm-hmm. the weight coming down yep. on the guy's head. Crushing yeah. his head. Pulling people's intestines out. Um, See if he's got guts. Tearing people's noses off their face. Um, yes. So it's weird to me. It kept I kept thinking, like, it's like Zucker Brothers or it's like a Kentucky Fried movie. Or like Naked Gun, like okay. that's the type of movie it is. But then the the, the it, violence was the, like the violence is a you. weird fit in that okay. type of movie for me. I okay. know like a lot of people like like I'm saying like you were more into that sort sure. of thing. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I mean like you might have to explain what specifically about it that you are super into sure, or were sure, super into. Because sure. I just remember watching it. That's my experience with it. Is mm-hmm. Watching the cartoon, but. Um, what did you say that was? Like mid eighties? Uh, or no? The cartoon was in it would be 90s. 1991. Yeah, okay. Which that, I, I'm guessing was probably around the time that number two came out. Okay. I yeah, I didn't look to see what the the sequels were. I know the fourth one came out like way later. Because here's my here's my impression without um having done any research. Which really is what people want out of a podcast. Yes. It's two people talking about stuff they really don't know much Just about. Just a general reading. But my impression was Troma did this film, The Toxic Avenger, and it was... That like, is true. For them, a big hit. Yes, um, And then... Well, it was also... It was their first horror movie. This where they tried to, like... I mean, I read that, and I was like, 
that was a horror movie? Like, right. that's a wacky. But it has elements. That's a comedy It, it has me. elements of horror. Yeah. Um, but but I that's think, where they changed direction and started, like, because Trump was pretty much known for horror right. stuff. And that's where they changed direction. Horror and gore. Yeah. 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 It, it became, like, their big hit. Yeah. So I, I think they're like, okay, this is our signature franchise and signature characters. So now I think mm-hmm. like even the trauma symbol, even if it's not, yeah, it's got Toxie. It right. has Toxie's face on there, kind of like Spider-Man was for Marvel Comics for a long time. Yeah. It's just their signature character. And then for Toxic Avengers specifically, they're like, okay, let's franchise this. And the in the way that you did back then, if you were an ultra low budget company, so like. When you get to the second sequel... Where you just throw shit at the wall. Well, but it's also a little bit more considered. So, like... And, again, I haven't revisited it in the way you that You throw good movie. shit at the wall. But I think this... The second Toxic Avenger is almost like a soft reboot. You know What's what I mean? What's that one called? I don't think it has a subtitle. Okay. As far as I remember. Um, but Toxie looks a little bit different. You know, in Yeah, this, and his girlfriend is different they recast name, they right? recast the the girlfriend yeah, i yeah. think the character even has a different name they recast the mother which are really the only two yeah other, i forgot about her too the only two other characters, supporting characters yeah. that carry over um they probably recast toxie they definitely recast his voice um yeah that the voice threw me initially yeah. too. and and they um they redesigned the mask to be a little bit more um specific distinct features because more iconic yes in the because in the first this first toxic avenger it's very kind of like formless and sort of disturbing almost slightly too realistic in terms of like well that that might be what a guy would really look like if he was deformed by acid and toxic they also kind of hide it through a lot of the movie too i I checked to see like when the first time they even show his face it's like i think it's almost an hour yep they deliberately keep it hidden and then finally reveal it and it's kind of disturbing he's got like a tuft of hair like yeah (laughs) i did notice that yeah so it is kind of disturbing they kind of soften that and make it a little bit more like something like like a ninja turtle maybe you could turn this into an action figure kind of thing which indeed they did um, so I think that was kind of the approach with the second two sequels. They're like, let's come up with kind of, let's kind of hammer this down, get this all a little bit more specific. Yes. And then you have... Oh, God, I would love to be a part of those, like, consulting oh, meetings fine, with Toxic yeah. Avenger. And then, and then you had, and this was kind of a weird thing in the, in the 80s, is, is taking, like, an adult property and being like, let's make it into a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. So you have the Toxic... Like Robocop. You have or... the Toxic Crusaders... Uh, which had an action figure line, which also had a, a comic book, and Toxic Avenger had a comic book, and um, uh, a video game. There's a Toxic Crusaders video game. Yeah, um, I don't remember playing that, but I know I had the toys. There's now a Toxic Avenger musical, mm-hmm. so it like it kind of became this franchise. But with this first movie, I don't think a company like Troma would have ever conceived of that happening. I think they just had this kind of weird idea, mm-hmm. you know, for this this movie. So. Um, I think when I first got into it, it see, I, I don't remember specifically, but I'm kind of like, I kind of remember and I'm kind of assuming. I remember this, it being on USA up all night. Yeah, I'm kind of assuming this was my way in. I, I think it started with the Toxic Crusaders, mm-hmm. which would have made sense because we would have been the target audience for that. And I remember the toys. I think we had the toys. Yeah, we definitely had and, some of the toys. Um, I, I definitely watched that. the cartoon. And then, you know, we were 
then like we are now we're like well what is this all about where did this come from you know <laughs> and so, and the, so then so you discover the toxic avenger and i'm like well at that time we actually did research yeah this is a rated r movie and i'm an 11 year old boy so i should probably watch this <laughs> <laughs> so then you watch toxic avenger because i turned like, out all right yeah you, you watch toxic series and i have to imagine a lot of kids had that experience right I'm i sure. did the same thing with killer tomatoes well what other direction do you go exactly you're just happy with the animated series no so that's you, not enough you can't yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta go for the hard <laughs> so I got a dig and I think when I was a kid I was just like it was kind of probably the beginning of me just being like aware of and fascinated by cult things yeah yeah which I I still have to this day and I I did develop at a pretty young age so I'm like what is this like I've never seen a movie like this and it was kind of off-putting to me and disturbing but mostly i think just fascinating you know i don't mm-hmm. think i really thought it was funny i don't think i picked up on the satirical elements of it so much yeah i don't remember laughing at it i before. was a superhero fan so i'm like okay well it's a superhero and it's weird oh yeah and it's made by this company and they have all these other weird movies and some people yeah, know you about... watched class of newcomb you had like class of newcomb High yeah i got a little bit into something. i never got hardcore into trauma but i i went a, i branched out a little bit so i got class of newcomb high and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And so, I remember watching that too. Oh, that'd be a weird one to read. Yeah. So I, th- I think I was more than anything, I was just fascinated by it. But rewatching it now, I did realize that, like, this is one of those movies where, like, you haven't seen it in years and years and years and years and years or even thought about it much. But as soon as it's playing, like, you remember yeah. the scene so well. I to, feel like I would have that more with the sequels than that. Yeah. And, and so it's like watching it, it's like I was. Like, oh, I watched this all the time as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I watched it and rewatched it and rewatched it. Because I was, I think I was, I don't think I loved it so much as I was just fascinated by it, you mm-hmm. know? And it, was, it wasn't like anything else, you know? It wasn't made for kids, which of course made it super appealing to kids. And, um, but also it's kind of a good movie for kids if you're a certain kind of kid. Now there's boobs and horrendous gore in the movie, mm-hmm. but if you have the emotional fortitude to survive such a thing... I think a lot of 11, 12-year-olds is kind of a good movie for them. That's so, funny when you watch something like that. Cause I had that experience actually recently when I watched Spaceballs for some mm. reason, just randomly. I hadn't seen Spaceballs in maybe 20 oh, years. Yeah. I started watching it just randomly because I was kind of curious. Like, I wonder if this holds up or whatever. Right. I knew every line oh, of yeah. dialogue, yeah. Like, like the back of my hand. Yeah. And I had, I, like I said, probably hadn't seen it in 20 years. I, it was burned in my brain. So with Toxic Avenger... is This one's specific little scenes were, but not the entire... Like, even, even, even the overall feel of the Even movie. the opening, like, Lloyd Coffin and Michael Hertz presents, I remember that because it didn't look like a professional... <laughs> looks like it was made in Lloyd's basement. I rem- that was probably the first time as a kid I saw something like that. Something mm-hmm. that was so far outside the studio system. So, yeah. like, I remember that really specifically. And then it goes to the... It starts out in the health club. That song they play... <laughs> Um, yes. I remembered that song. Like, if you would have asked me, like, even a year ago when I hadn't seen the movie forever, like, hey, what song did they play over the opening of Toxic Avenger? I would have been like, oh. Did they play it over the credits, too? They yes. Yeah. Yep. I knew that song. And the song that plays when the kid gets run over by his bike, I remembered perfectly. Yeah, that I don't All the scenes I remembered. Although, I have to say, it's funny. It's like, as the movie went along, I remembered the scenes less well, which probably means I started the movie a lot and did that's didn't always make I it thought to that too end. because like th- that origin sequence, yeah. I know like the back of my hand, and I know some of that was like revisited, right. like you said later on. Yeah. But I remember those specific scenes like at the beginning. Right. 
didn't much remember yeah. the end with I think I didn't <laughs> the National always, Guard or whatever. Yeah, I think I didn't always make it to the end of the movie. But I mean, I remembered it. I remembered it all. And um, yeah, yeah, the so. soundtrack is like '80s uh, workout video music. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a piece of uh, classical. This is where I out myself as a philistine. I know because I don't know the piece, but it's a classical. Um, music plays oh yeah i don't know what that is either yeah it's a dun 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 that's that's essentially kind of toxie's theme um because that music plays during his initial transformation and that's what you hear every time the toxic avenger is coming now yeah, I what kinda, is that i kind of I, I know exactly yeah it's a piece of classical music yes, but yes, since yes, we're yes. philistines who read comic books and watch trauma <laughs> movies we do not know the music Please write in with your comments and letters of concern. Well, neither did Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman was probably like, hey, there's a public domain one. Uh, like that Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, they, I think he knew I it. don't know a lot about I Lloyd, actually. I think he's actually. a smart cookie. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that. Maybe we can play that at some point. I was thinking. This. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it's still public domain. Why, sure. But, um so where was I going with that? So yeah, so just, remembering it. Just a note on that. I I kind of think it would have been cool. if Toxie would have had his own theme, but an event, uh, an example of what Troma does well, they kind of use what they have to good effect. I thought it worked good yes. using that well-known piece of classical music as the theme for your hero. It worked. It was kind of ominous, but yet heroic at the same time. All right, you got to stitch that into this episode because I can't remember the name of it, so we have to let people know what we're thinking of. But well, um, you're you're saying like the exact same thing that I said at the beginning, where or what I was trying to say basically is that I like all that, like trying like get it done with the tools at your disposal, 100%. or you t- just take inventory of whatever the fuck you have, and then like make a movie out of that. Yeah. Does it mean the movie is like itself looks like it's any type of quality? Not really, but like I'm more interested in like behind the scenes kind of stuff too. Yeah. When it's more interesting than the movie, than that, I'll say. Um, so that part, like the independent, like you're talking about, oh, like, yeah. the credit, the opening credits looking a little crummy. I have an affinity for like kind of. There's, there's a homemade quality to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> like so, we, we would have been making our movies I'm just around, trying to say, like, around the time we saw this. Yeah, you guess, know what I'm probably, saying, and that yeah. that's like a powerful thing. You're like, oh, okay. Yep. It really is just people like making stuff. You well, know that's, what I mean? I think that's why I got into film, like just in general film, because like independent film was happening around. Yep. Around that time, where it would have been like, like kind of what it's happening now with the internet, this new thing called the internet. Yeah. That all the kids are. But into. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like just being able to access everything that seemed like it was off limits before camera right. equipment um even like not even having to live in hollywood right like like any of that stuff like all the reins have been taken off that part is interesting to me and to see it in that context of being like mid 80s and what they were doing like and like i said being like really shocking to me like <laughs> especially thinking like i watched this when i was a little kid right. like this is weird mm-hmm. but like not in a bad way i'm glad i saw it when i yep. was a little kid like i'm glad i was exposed to that but it's more interesting as just like a, like a, I don't even know how to explain it. Like just as a piece itself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say that like, if we're trying to review the movie, I don't think the movie itself is like a well, right. is a good movie. But kind of the phenomenon But of I did movies. want to see the sequels after I finished right. watching this. Right, yeah. And know more about the, the way it was made and why it was made. And yeah, the people sort made of it. like maybe like its place in history is way more interesting to me than just 
sitting there and trying to enjoy the movie itself. Well, I have to say, I am fascinated by it as a kid. I mean, obviously I liked it to some extent, because I I kept being plugged. I watched all the sequels. I got the Marvel Did you like it this time around? I got to tell you. You loved it. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie. (laughs) I I dug this film. I I liked it as a kid. But is it like in a way like I'm talking about? Like, is it actually like a good... I think it is. Well, okay. And I, I would like to lay Maybe out. I'm wrong. I would like to lay out my case okay. for you. Because, well, I have examples too about like, <laughs> like I was saying, what I would do to fix it. Okay, I think and it's I got hear, a few like big problems. And I want to hear that too because okay. I actually like think this was pretty great. Um, <laughs> You're like you could not improve. <laughs> you could. You can improve anything. And I, I, it wasn't a perfect movie, <laughs> but man, I thought this was a pretty neat movie. Okay. So like, um, God, well, I, I know your birthday present this year. Please. If, if, if you can find it. If it's Toxic Crusader action figures, even better. Oh, yeah. I don't know how rare that is. <laughs> um, well, where to start? This movie came out in... And see, this is like all stuff I appreciate more about it now that I wouldn't have been as conscious of that. Mm-hmm. So when did this come out? 1984. That is a long-ass time ago. Yeah. And this is a superhero movie. Okay. Let's consider it just for a second through just that lens. Biggest thing happening in pop culture right now, the superhero movie. So this was way, there, this was wasn't happening in popular culture back then, before Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, Is what, it, what else was there? Superman. When did that come out? 80? 79? Yeah, that's seventy nine. Yeah. So this is shortly like on the heels of Superman. Superman. So if it's referencing anything outside of comics, it was Superman. And this is a million years from Superman. Maybe and, Superman 2 came out. And of now. course it's a hybrid. It's, it's, it's part satire. It's part comedy. It's part horror movie. It's part gore. I would movie. say it's mostly a comedy. Right. But it is a superhero movie. Well, and, yeah. And, and he is a superhero. As, examining it just through that lens, I kind of think they nailed the genre. It's a good superhero movie. Okay. Um, Toxie is like a cool superhero. Yeah. Um, and as a satire, it's kind of brilliant. Now, it's a broad satire. Very Yes, it's very broad. And that's what I mean about it being a movie that's good for kids. Because what is it saying? Um, it's saying... Don't pick on the nerds. It's saying don't pick on the nerds. Even people are bad. Evil people are bad, but it's also saying sometimes the evil people are the people in charge who wear yeah. who wear uniforms, who run governments, who, yes. you know, and that's a, that is the theme of the movie. Because one thing I... I hope in the new one there's a theme that says, like, Green Lives Matter. Like, yeah. I want Toxie to make a comment on society Well, today. of course there's the ecological theme, which I thought would be a bigger part of it. That was thrown away, though. Well, that's just, like, there. You know what I mean? It's just... But they set it up, like, in the beginning intro. Right. And it's never mentioned ever. Well, it's just, like, it's there. It just exists. Because there's that just scene... like this movie. It's, there's that scene where, like, the, the mayor wants to, like, move, like, the toxic waste dump to this... Near the reservoir and all this kind of stuff, so... Okay. Yeah, you paid more attention to the plot, I think. Yeah, I, I did. And I there's, there's stuff to pay attention to there. So, okay. um... So, yes, okay, so it's a simple, broad satire, but um, it's not, it's, it's a, I think it's, it's a true, oh man, I'm not being very articulate about this. It's an expression of something. It's, um, I think it's a cool, 
it's a cool theme for a movie. It's a cool theme for a superhero movie in that, um, you know, he's not... Don't you think that's in a lot of movies, though? I, I don't know. I don't know if it is or not in movies like this Question or something. Question authority? Well, I, yeah, but I, I don't know. There's something about it being in a movie like this. In, like, something, I guess, that I thought was, like, a gross-out throwaway just tr- trifle. And, and it actually had something to say. Like, the major theme of the movie is that the mayor and the chief of police are telling us that the Toxic Avenger needs to be destroyed. And then they have that scene. And this, again, this is all broad. This is all camp. This is all cartoonish. Yes. But where old Clancy, or whatever his name is, the one good cop. Yeah, where his accent is, would come and go. Is sitting with the kids eating ice cream. And they're like... God, I don't know. The, the monster seems like a hero. He helped me. He saved me and my brother. But, and, but then he's like, well, but it's the mayor saying it. If the mayor saying it, it must yeah, be yeah. true. And that, he asked that little girl, he's like, don't you think so? Right, right, like right. The little ad-lib thing with a non-professional <laughs> yeah. actor, yeah. No. But <laughs> that, I, that kind of scene and that kind of theme is something I would put on the level of, like, Mad Magazine. Which was yeah. important for a lot of kids who would have been about the age that I was when I saw Toxic Avenger. Which is like, maybe it's the first time you're encountering art that's saying, like, the police aren't always your friends. Like, authorities aren't always right. And at the end of the movie, it's what they call the little people of Traumaville who stand up yeah, against the police. Now, you say, of course, obviously, haven't we seen that in a million other movies? Yes, yes, and yes. But maybe we're not expecting to encounter it in a cheapo, low-budget, gross-out superhero horror movie. But see, that's to me why it feels like such a weird fit. Because I, like, I thought it worked perfectly. I don't know. I thought it worked perfectly. I, I thought this movie was in complete command of its tone. And you disagree, but you might not like the juxtaposition of violence and satire and humor... And that's that's totally valid. That's not that's that's just not going to work. I'm not saying that stuff can't exist in the same movie. But it, they didn't yeah. synthesize in this movie. See, I thought they did. I thought the tone was perfect. I thought it was a blast. I thought it was fun and funny seeing this like superhero just rip apart. Yeah, I like that part too. And honest, honestly, like the gore is like the best part of the movie. I mm-hmm. think like the comedy. I it's broad. Not my style of comedy. Right. I did laugh at some of it. Yeah, I did. So, <laughs> I laughed at I'll just, say that. I laughed at just the absurdity of it. Like the that's kind of what I was laughing at too. Like, yeah, it's not like witty. You know what I mean? No, I wasn't <laughs> really expecting it to be witty either. But it's but... like the absurdity of it is funny. Yeah, and um, well, and, and, I, and also like part of it where, that was shocking to me. I don't know. I don't even want to say it's shocking because it's like I've seen way worse than that. But like, like with his girlfriend being blind. <laughs> oh those, yeah, about those just like. Way over the top jokes. I I kept thinking about like this movie is taking the Don Rickles approach, where it's just offend everybody yes. and you'll be perfectly fine. I was gonna and say I was that. like, that is a good approach to take. Yeah. So I don't, his, I don't know necessarily about the tone, but she's like, she goes to her place. Oh, there's my canes. Like, and she knocks them all <laughs> off the wall. She falls in like every scene because she's <laughs> blind and she can't see. Yes, Get yes, it, people? Yes, of course. Now there are certain people who hear that and they're like. Oh, I would never watch that movie. You should never make fun of a blind person, you know. But, what I mean? a, 
But there's stuff like, I, it, I don't know. I, I can't talk of, about stuff like that because it's like, I'm just not that type of it person. It makes fun of I find that shit gay hilarious. people. It makes fun of fat people. It makes fun of blind people. It, it does people. that all in that one scene where they're driving down the road and they hit the kid. It, like, it covers all those topics just right. in that one little area. Right. That's what I mean. It's Don Rickles. Like, hit everybody all at once and you'll be fine. All right. Let me ask you this. Why do you think that works, though? Because you could imagine being offended by that, even though you're not. Well, that's why I'm saying it's hard for me to discuss it because it's like, I don't have that mentality at all. But I, I don't get offended I by think if you saw, I almost think, anything. But let me say that I, I think if you saw a movie that was genuinely mean-spirited. Oh, yeah. This is not. No. And punching down, you would be offended or you'd at least be turned off. I'd be annoyed. You wouldn't go on Twitter and talk about canceling the movie no no no. but you wouldn't like it yeah it's not nice i'd be more just like annoyed or turned off i would say i'd just be like get the fuck out of here so why does it work here i i think it's because like you say it's not it's definitely not mean-spirited like that is not Not, something that enters my mind at all i think this movie has real heart and i'm gonna say it charm i think this is a kind of charming little movie in its own way it has a real heart it's kind of sweet in a way like there's kind of a yeah. sweetness at the well, center well with him just being like the picked on nerd as the hero too right I mean, yeah and and what i was talking about like the theme like the little people of traumaville standing up to corrupt authority mm-hmm. you can roll your eyes you can say that's obvious you can say that's been done a hundred times but i kind of feel like that's coming from a genuine place in the filmmakers it is kaufman a... is at his heart an anti-authoritarian you know liberal like this stuff he is important to him and yeah he's putting it in this childlike fable and wrapping a gory absurdist but that's what i'm just wondering like who are they making it for i think they're making specifically as a 10 year old or i think they're making it for certain kinds of 10 year olds i think they're making it i think it is it was it it could have been that or like i think the thing i have problems with it's like it almost seems like it's made for 10 year olds to watch like 10 years later or 20 years like because you you're even saying like you didn't pick up on I didn't, that stuff but, as a kid either but it's i picked like, up on some, like like i said i was fat there was something there you know what i mean you think that was it though i i think what the ideal audience for this movie is like kids who are just a little bit too young for it you know what i mean it's like a good that is hard to it's like a good first get that demo though. but but that's such an important age and like again i go back to like mad magazine like that it's like 12 13 14 yeah you're starting to realize like oh yeah my teachers just lied about something like yeah, they yeah. lied they're a person that lies mm-hmm. now us as adults we can say or my that, parents are hypocrites right and, and like i think like putting Not it, my parents. putting in the context of like a gory satire makes it kind of fun for kids and it also makes it appealing for adults because you're like okay well yeah this is a simple theme but it is true and we're not taking it too seriously because it's just this silly funny movie but at the heart of this silly funny movie you're saying a true important thing and well, okay well, well wait a minute okay so <laughs> i just have like a specific... this is good because i'm glad i, I, I specific... didn't know how you felt about this movie so i, I have it. a question i don't hate it Mm-hmm. I just have, it, like, it's weird. It's hard for me to discuss, like, the movie itself. Okay. Because, like, looking at the movie itself, I don't know that it's necessarily, like, a quote-unquote, like, well-made. Okay. Like, you can see all the seams and shit. And I like some of that stuff, okay. but I know that's not what, like, a lot of people like about yeah. movies. Yeah, but I do want to get into that aspect of it a little but, bit, too. 
Well, the, the first thing I think, and I don't this even, is going to be a ten-hour episode. I don't even know what. Um, like, I'm not trying to lead you in any way, but why put a scene where the kids are running over a little kid on his bike? Mm-hmm. Why, or, like, just that? Why have that scene? Super gory. Mm-hmm. They go back to take photos of it. Yeah. Which and they and later, I'm not saying which this they to later, criticize Which they later it. masturbate while looking at. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're com- they're commenting on it like, wow, that picture, it really brings out the reds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So why have that specifically in this, like, a, this fable? Mm-hmm. Why make it, if you're like, if you're trying to wrap it in a gory horror movie, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Because that's, that's what you, I, I don't call, but... It's a Trojan horse movie. Yeah, where you present it, it as you present it as one thing, but you yeah. have like a really important thing it inside. Is that of a little it. bit, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it tricks you in uh-huh. a good way. Like I love that type of movie. Uh huh. But why, <laughs> why have that specific type of thing? Why make the villains like that? Okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I understand you make the villains. Over the top in the same way. Because this is a big problem that I had with it. Too. Everything in the movie is over the top. Yes. Yeah. That is actually a problem that I had with it. Okay. Is that... <laughs> it's a cartoon. I, it is. It's a little too, like, wacky for me to, like, to be specifically for me to be into. Yeah. Where I think, like I was saying, things that would have worked better. I think it would have worked better having, like... And I, I was thinking, like, The Mask. And okay. we always talk about this too. Great movie. But what they do in it is they have like the crazy off the wall hero, but the villains are presented as though like they came right out of a sure. gangster movie. Sure. I think this would have worked better like that because immediately it would have it threw me off. Like with like you're talking about Bozo, like just like screaming, mugging at the camera. And if you say like, yeah, it's made for a 12 and 13 year old kids in that mindset. I get that that's what they're more into. You know, it's like old school sitcom acting. Like, you're playing big. I get it. <laughs> I don't, it's really hard to talk about this. No, movie. I told... Everything you're saying... But, that, but that, was my, that was my big question, is like, why yeah. have something like that right. specifically in it? Right. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the Toxic Avenger itself. Like, we, we, like a kid would understand that these people are evil. Like, they made him jump out a fucking window. Why are you watching him chase... Why are you watching them chase down a kid for points, running him over twice, mm-hmm. having his head explode? Like, why? Is it... And as I'm saying this, I'm actually kind of thinking of an answer. Okay. It's like, for the shock value, that, it's, that it sticks with you. There's definitely that. That it's... <laughs> that, <laughs> that particular thing sticks with you. I'm just trying to, like, pick, like imagine why... I don't know. That's a long question. I just, no, I get it. I'm trying and, to wrap my head around And we're it. talking about what I I'm think... I'm trying is, to wrap my head around the exploding head scene. Yeah. Well, well, when we're talking about what I think is the most... This is the perfect scene to pull out of the movie and do a deep analysis. And a, as I'm saying that, that was the scene that I laughed the most at. Right. So... And it's I'm also, not saying this as, as a criticism, like, why would they right. put this in this movie? I'm saying this like the blind jokes. I actually, like, thought that was kind of funny. In mm-hmm. the way that it's so over the top, almost like... And I keep wanting to say shocking, but I'm not going to say shocking because it's uh, it's more like refreshing mm-hmm. to see that nowadays. Yeah, very. It's like, okay, we can fucking laugh at a right. blind person falling off. We can laugh at anything. It doesn't mean... Okay, whatever. You can answer the question. 
Because <laughs> I'll go like way off topic. Right. No, I think this is great because I didn't know how you reacted to this movie, and I had such a positive reaction watching it. I was like really excited. Well, I don't want to make it sound like I'm negative. No, I know, but I like that you we're not quite on the same page because it kind of like challenges me to like dig into it a little bit more. <laughs> okay. So like that scene with the bike is the perfect scene to lift out of the movie and do a deep analysis on because um, <laughs> this is going to be ten hours. I know. Just cut me off at any point. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm just going to cut out all your points and leave my points in. Perfect. Sound like I know Honestly, that would be about. a much better podcast. But, then, but Then we'll end with that music. But I remember that scene vividly, of course. Yes. Well, yeah, I do, too. And I've Perfect. heard other people in talking about Toxic Avenger or mm. their introduction to horror generally mention this scene in they the They mentioned that on Red Letter Media. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I saw that and when I've I was, heard, like, revisiting I've this. heard that multiple places. There's something about this scene because it's like a little innocent boy getting run over. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. As I'm explaining, I think that is the answer, though. I think it is, like... The shock value to stick with you. I think that is a... No matter what it is. Well, that is a big part of the answer. And in that, they succeeded admirably. Like, but it I, didn't matter what it was. Just the fact that it's shocking, that's enough. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what character is doing it. First and foremost, this is an exploitation movie. And Lloyd yeah, Kaufman yes, is an ex- the exploitation film is director an and is proud to be one. So, yes. Shock value, absolutely. That's why it's there. They achieved that goal. I think there is more to it, though. Well, so, yeah, I think that's what I'm asking. I'm asking, like, why specifically? So, that? one, it's helping to establish the the universe that this movie exists in, mm-hmm. and the universe that this movie exists in. Over the top. Everything is over the top. It's a cartoon, mm-hmm. and the villains. If you're a villain, you are pure evil. One hundred percent. No redeeming qualities. And you say, yes. um, well, we knew they were evil because they humiliated Melvin and he fell out a window. But that's different. Like, like people have... Sure, because they like, could accidentally have done that. People have or... played pranks on people. Yes, and it's, yes, okay, yes. that's not a nice thing to do. Or like where people have died as a result of hazing or but something. But we needed to know that they weren't just jerks. <laughs> yes. They were evil human beings. Yes. With no redeeming values. And in now, pure satire, they go over the top, and then they go over that top of it. Yes, and over the kid, and over the kid again. Yes. Now, why is it important to establish that in this movie? Why is it important in this movie that the villains are pure evil? I think I understand that, though. But what do you, I mean, what's your answer to that? Why do you think? Well, to match the hero ripping people apart. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, because the toxic Avenger... I feel Aven- like that's kind of obvious, too. Because the toxic Avenger is the perfect, like, vehicle... Well, yeah, you couldn't have, like, a guy... I mean, you could, it would make it funny, but it wouldn't be, like, the movie you're talking about that it actually is. You couldn't have a guy stealing somebody's wallet and then having the toxic Avenger rip his head off. Exactly. <laughs> so every like, villain... Like, it's more like an eye for an eye. So every villain has to be purely evil. Now... You could go further and talk about, well, what, what kind of moral um, thing is Lloyd Kaufman saying about the real world? Because people do commit crimes, and doesn't mean they're pure evil, and they don't deserve to die. I mean, it's very like Old Testament, right? Like, you do oh, what, yeah. you do this bad thing. That's you what are, I said, an eye for an you eye. You are a bad person. Yeah. Toxie is going to fucking destroy you, you know what I mean? But that's why that scene and scenes like it are in the movie, so that we can... Ju- I mean, again, this is something you see in all kinds of movies, like, oh, that guy shot that dude's dog. A dog does get shot in this movie. Yes. So so we know he and has... And it goes flying across so he the knows room. We have to, every villain is a sadist and a rapist, and there's just no half yes. measures, because Toxie cannot help himself but destroy 
evil. Yeah. So that's why the scene is in the movie. Yeah, you're you're right. It's it's funny because it's like I think I answered my own question as I'm saying it because the other part I thought of was when the that doctor that snot nose doctor whatever the like he's got a goofy name. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's like the press conference part yeah, he where he's explaining the toxic yeah, avenger. He's compelled to destroy evil. Like at first, maybe I didn't pick up on the subtleties of the toxic <laughs> avenger. I don't think you did. But. <laughs> But I, this is where it like hammered at home as I was watching, and as I was saying that, I was like, "Oh yeah, there was that scene in there too, right?" Where he's saying, uh, like, on the news, he only goes after pure evil people after he had just killed like these kids, and all I could think of like the parents of the kids watching that on the news, like, "Oh thanks, you're just saying my kid is fucking dead and he was right. pure evil." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that is the joke. So and, like, and by that yeah, point, I, I movie, get it. <laughs> we have already established this does not exist in the real world. Well, yes. Um, and I don't know. I, I kept thinking like maybe it would work, but it, like almost to have somebody to play off of. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you have everybody at the same level. It's, yeah, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I think. I think. I, I think it's like. It's going way younger than I was thinking that it was. Well, going for. it's going younger, and it's just going for a different sensibility that might not be yours. And to be completely honest, it's I don't not know about my sensibility. It's not usually mine either. That's yeah. sort of like everything's outrageous, everything's out gory, everything's yeah. turned to eleven throughout the whole running time of the film. That's usually that can not, get exhausting. That's usually not really my thing. But I, like I say, I think the 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 fact that this movie ultimately has some heart to it was able to kind of pull me through that. And I admired it as satire. Was that before or after he pulled the guy's guts out? I, it's during. That, I was kind of like, <laughs> I seen this, like, this movie has some real heart to it. But, um, um, mm. no, but, but like, on the, going back to, like, Toxie, like, destroying, like, being compelled to destroy evil, like, that makes him the perfect hero and the perfect vehicle for satire, right? Mm-hmm. Because we might see a politician... And he seems, God, he seems like a nice guy. Seems like he can get a beer with that guy. You know what I mean? I don't see anything. I don't see him doing anything wrong. Toxie can see through all the bullshit, right? None of that. He sees right through every hypocrite, every mm-hmm. liar. He sees. He sees into your soul, and it's like God. He's like, and if you are like pure, you're fine. But if you're evil. Even if you seem like you're good, even if you wow. fooled everyone else, Toxie will eventually... Now I'm wondering if Toxie would kill me. Tox- there you go. See, now we're getting into some philosophical questions. But wow. if you are evil, truly, at your core, Toxie will find you, and he will destroy you. And at the end of the movie, it says, the Toxic Avenger cleaned up, got rid of all the evil in trouble. I know, I like that part. <laughs> yeah. And he probably did, right? If yes. you, like, take it to its well, logical Well, it's a logical conclusion, conclusion. yes. Yeah. Of course he would. Yeah. And it, it, it becomes the, the, the turning point in the story, too, that allows the mayor to turn people against Toxie because he kills that seemingly innocent old woman. Yes. And that killed... Now, at what point did they say that she was evil? Because I think I okay. missed that. so this is important. Because I was thinking that, too. I thought, like... I actually thought the movie was more interesting than it was because I thought he actually was going to start killing random people right. and he starts to kind of be like, he thought he killed just this little old lady in a laundromat. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what it is? Okay, see, he, that's, he that, thinks he okay. kills her just randomly and he's like, oh great, now I'm killing like innocent people and now I'm going crazy. And I was thinking in my head, well, that would be like a really funny and good setup you find out later she's whatever, the mm-hmm. head of the mafia or something. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they're going to do that. And I think I missed that part where they revealed it. Mm-hmm. 
Because okay. they do, don't they? They do. Okay. So here's my... So they did do the joke that I thought they were setting up. Maybe they just didn't execute it as well, or I missed that part. Well, here's my spin on that scene, and, and I actually do myself... Is it like a line of dialogue? Cause pretty, then... pretty much. Okay. Like, like here, here's my take on that that point in the movie, which is the turning point in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually... I did like that. Yeah, and, and I have a little issue with the execution, too, because there is some ambiguity there, which I'll, we'll get into. Um <laughs> But, okay, so what happens is, so yeah, Toxie's ripping apart bad guys. He knows they're bad. We, the audience, know they're bad because we've seen them do horrible things. Uh-huh. Then they have a scene where this little old lady goes into a laundromat, and while she's waiting for service, the Toxic Avenger destroys her. He throws her into a washing machine and like she, yeah. or a dryer, and she burns to death. And what the fuck was that? The audience hasn't seen her do anything bad. It hasn't been set up. Yeah. And what we come to find out... But doesn't he also think at that moment? That okay, hold he, that thought because that's okay. the part I have a question on. Um, so there's two. Well, things, I'm asking. You. Well, there's two things that happen from that event. <laughs> one, this movie is way deeper than I thought. It, it is. Was. So one is the mayor is like, "This is it. He's done." Yes, it. of course. This is now we been, can turn public. This opinion is I've been waiting for. Yeah. The toxic mayor has killed an innocent old lady, pillar of the community. This will turn. This it's I can clickbait. It's 1984 clickbait. Yes. I can turn the public against the toxic avenger using it. And then, I think it might be the chief of police or one of his lackeys, comes in and says, like, oh, uh, yeah, it was the chief of police. Who's like a Nazi, by the way. That's the subplot. But, yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, yeah. But um, he comes in and says, like, oh, yeah, no, she was running a white slavery ring. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and she has a rap sheet of my log and all that stuff. Like, See, oh, I, must have, I missed that line or and something then, like and that. And then the, the later when he's saying, we have to kill the toxic avenger in this press conference because he, they're like, well, what, what do we know about this latest victim, this little lady? She's she was a pillar of the community. Everyone yes. who knows her loves her, but he knew she was really evil. So it's a cover-up. the second thing that happened from that was the Toxic Avengers reaction to what had happened. And he was kind of like, Claire, or I want to say Claire, because that's her name in the later movie, but Sarah, Sarah, his girlfriend. He's like, you know, we really should go away together. I'm just, I'm destroying people. I can't help it. This is not good. This is not. He's like, I'm fear, I'm not, I fear for your safety. So they go live in a tent. So they go off to live in a tent in a field somewhere. So like, it solves all life's problems. But I have a question about that, too. Is like, was he, so when the Toxic Avenger is compelled to destroy evil people, does he know why he's destroying them? I, I was thinking he did. See, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I think he, it was Spider-Sense. I don't think he knew specifics. I don't think he was like, so that, this woman is running a white slaver. Right. I think he was more just like, that person is evil. I'm compelled. Because yeah. if you're taking everything, <laughs> if you're trying to like believe everything in this movie is like all at the same level, whatever the doctor is saying at the press conference is what's happening. Right. So he is sensing pure evil. Right. Like he is, it's not like this is the doctor's theory about what happens. It might be true and it might not. I'm taking this as what. Yes. Like it's classic exposition. It is just explaining the plot to you. The Toxic Avenger goes after and kills evil people because he is compelled to take out evil. So I think that's what he's doing. I think he does know that Mm -hmm. question mark. I don't know. Because, Because I think then at that point when he kills the old lady, then he's. That's what throws him for a loop, a right? Bit. But that's true, though, right? He thinks that he's he thinks that he just killed an innocent lady, basically, yeah. right? I think there is ambiguity there, so I don't. But what does he say that does? I mean? don't know the answer to that question because if what you, would he say to make you think different? Because I don't think he does. So the anything. the ambiguity for me is that they never really spell out. Does okay. So when he kills <laughs> when he kills Bozo, 
I know you think it's funny that I take this that seriously. No, I think it's funny because this it's is like, getting into the nerdy stuff. I actually, like, I'm actually finding it interesting, but I just think it's funny. Like I can't, I can't stay out of my own head okay. thinking this is the toxic event. All right, so we're gonna talk here about how toxic. When he kills Bozo, we're gonna talk about how toxic powers work. Oh, he killed Bozo in the car. Oh, that's another question that I have too. Okay. Actually, is um, <laughs> I mean, it's not a question. It's just something I found funny, like the press conference when he is. He's like, this will teach you to run over little kids. And then they drive through a playground <laughs> where he almost uh, hits like 20 little kids. They're like, uh, this is, <laughs> like, you might want to think about this plan a little more, Toxie, but. That was probably either deliberate satire or accidental satire. I think it was accidental I think satire. So too, but it still so, kind of works for me. I don't know. It, it still kind of works for me. I just thought that was And hey, funny. maybe those kids were evil. Maybe. You don't know. Only, maybe. Only Toxie. See, now that would have been like. Only Toxie knows. If if they would have done something specific like that, like kill too, a have Toxie bring a kill a child. Well, no, not just that, but have like the kid do show like a little brief scene of like a little kid pulling a girl's hair or something. Have them come careening through in the car chase and flatten the kid. But see, that wouldn't have happened in this movie because in the world of this movie, a kid doesn't just be kind of bratty. A kid but that is, would show that he's evil to the core. A kid is either an angel. Or he would like want to rape the girl or something. Yeah. Or he's just, well, it would have to or, be something. Or he liked killing his pets. You know what I mean? Okay. He's a future serial killer. Okay. You are maybe only... it could be he's about to like put his cat in. Well, he wouldn't put a cat in the microwave on the playground, but something like that. He's about to kill an yeah, animal. Yeah, he'd have to be, and a then psych- he gets flat. He'd have to be a okay. psychopath, and okay. he would be. People who are just kind of bad don't exist in this universe. They can't. Otherwise, the whole thing falls apart. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Um, there's so, no gray area. Yeah. So I feel like I was going somewhere, but yes. With, like bo- with killing five questions. <laughs> with killing Bozo, you're talking about. The way Toxie's powers work, and the reason I think there's ambiguity. Just hear me out on this. This, this is nerd shit. This is like how does Thor's hammer work? Oh, <laughs> well, that's stuff. a good name for a podcast, yeah. nerd shit. Yeah, this is like how Thor's hammer work level kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one, we know that Toxic Avenger can sense and is compelled to destroy evil, but... It is never explicitly stated, does he know why he's doing what he's doing? Right. We know he feels this compulsion, yeah. but it's never explicitly said one way or the other if he knows. And there's two areas of ambiguity there. One you just mentioned. When he killed Bozo, he said, so you think it's fun to run over kids on bikes? Now, how does he know? He wasn't there. Exactly. Now, either his, his sense is so... Um, finely attuned or, or works in a way that he actually, that he actually can see the crimes that these people commit and he knows that or he's like Ghost Rider or can Ghost Rider do that? he also could have found out from the photos that the girl had in the mm. sauna of the kid when, when he killed her too. that he was masturbating yes, to yes. he could have found out from that so there's ambiguity there and then the other area of ambiguity is after he kills the little old lady, if you l- w- listen carefully to the dialogue when he talks to Sarah... Which clearly I didn't, which anyway. Co- I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> um, I, I, I ordered... Uh, I printed out... I the, might have been on the phone at I this point. I printed out the before. script. Um, but no, so if you look at the dialogue, he never says, I killed an innocent old lady. Now, that is kind okay. of the implication... No, I, I'm not saying he did specifically say right, that. I know, but, but that is kind of the implication based on what he's saying. Yes. But... He could also have known he was evil and still be freaked out about what he did. You see what I'm saying? Like but he wasn't freaked out by anything else. Just just because it was an old lady? And it was a non-violent crime and she was just going oh, about okay. her daily business. I guess, yeah. And it's okay. like, 
he's like, man, I don't quite. It's not really like meeting force with force, or it's like or right. with equal force. It was very different than yeah. the other kills we've okay. seen in the movie. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So it's like, man, it's like I think I know what I'm doing here and why I'm doing it, but it's like I'm not 100 percent sure, and like yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, we should yeah. get away from people for a while. Yeah. And, and frankly. I was a, a mop boy two days ago. I don't want to be ripping apart and killing people, even if they are evil. You know what I mean? Yes. So, in summary, I don't know. You know, I <laughs> I don't know if he knew hmm. that woman was evil and was freaked, okay. and freaked out because he thought he was Well, then I don't feel somebody. bad about being confused. Yeah, I think part. there's genuine ambiguity there. And okay. maybe it would have been better if it had been more specific. Maybe it's okay that there's ambiguity. For me, it doesn't really hurt it that it's ambiguous. But that actually was a question I had. Like, yeah. does the Toxic Avenger know why he feels compelled to destroy I almost like him better that he doesn't really know. I think I do, too. Because it started to make him more interesting to me. Yeah, I think I do, too. In fact, I think I vaguely remember a part in the second movie where he's... Because he meets his father in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I was feeling... Isn't his father like a jerk or something? Spoilers. Or like a criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was feeling... My traumatons were acting up, and I was feeling compelled to destroy (laughs) my father. He's like, but why would I... Feel that? Like, he didn't... Haven't we all been there? He didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think he doesn't know. Oh, my God. That was really nerdy. We talked about <laughs> how the Toxic Avengers powers work for way too oh, long. Oh, yeah. I'm sweating. But you know what? There are podcasts that are longer than this that talk about how Spider-Man's spider sense works. And if... Tune if, in for part two. If you have to be on listening to one podcast or other, wouldn't you rather be on the one that's talking about how the Toxic Avengers powers work rather than something basic like Spider-Man? We're totally doing The Last Temptation of Toxie, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, any other questions? Any other uh, areas of concern I can clear up for you? <laughs> no. No, no, no. All right. I, my questions aren't really, like, questions with how the movie worked. I, like, I get it. Yeah. I get how the movie worked. Well, I, I want to hear you talk about, like, um, and I know we've gone too long, so we won't go too much longer. Yeah, but, it is, actually. But real quick, like, what did you think were, like, some of the areas where, like, you said, like, the seams are showing? Like, that's not how you would film a car chase, and that's not how you would, like... It's, like, little things. Uh-huh. It's, like, not... These things aren't huge deals to me in movies. Um, it just... It's more like, God, I wish they would have tried a little harder, hmm. a little done something a little different. Okay. It's hard because it's, like, I applaud the effort. I'm thinking, like, the car chase. Okay. Which I thought was kind of cool, it, but I think part of that is it just genuinely looked kind of... Dangerous and scary. Yeah. Which you don't see that. It a lot. has that kind of guerrilla filmmaking. I'm thinking quality. the part like he jumps on the roof and he's there's like handles on top of the car for some mm. reason and he's holding onto the handles. I actually missed that. And it's like well, it's like super obvious like mm-hmm. I don't notice the line of dialogue that's important to the plot, but <laughs> I notice the handles on the top of the car. Right. Sure. But it's in like a few scenes and then you see him like holding on to the car when it's close up. And it's it, you can tell they filmed it like ten sure. different ways and tried to like fix it together. Now I kind of like that a little bit. Like like I'm saying, I like seeing the seams a little bit. Mm-hmm. But to me, it seems like some of that... It's easy to say like a like armchair quarterback saying, yeah, you easily just That's do that, here blah, 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 blah. Mm. But I keep thinking like, you know, that could be an easy fix. Mm-hmm. You could film it, be consistent, film it one way. Um Film it in a way where you hide that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's the first thing that I'm thinking. There are few, like little things like sure. that. Um, maybe the stuff for because the gore I thought was good in yeah. this movie, but there were a few where I even when the dog gets shot. 
Oh yeah, it's like it looks terrible. Like it looks yeah, I think not they good. put some roast beef on top of the clearly still alive sleeping dog. Yeah, and yeah. it's like if you're gonna shoot a dog in the movie, I'm not against that. Right. <laughs> As an idea. Right. In a satire, a gory satire, I think that's kind of genuinely shocking. I don't think it looked very good. Now, like you know, like a broken clock, it's gonna be right twice a day. <laughs> Some of them work and some don't. I don't know. To me, a lot of that stuff I kept seeing was like, that's an easy fix. Okay. Or that's an easy fix. And that was, when I see like, I don't know, I was going to say like laziness, but I don't think it's laziness. I think it's just like sloppiness. Turn it out, sure. get it to the market, sell it, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a necessary haste. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's the type of stuff okay. that I'm thinking of. Well, I'm glad you it's said not, that. It's not big. It's more like the little things right. that add up. And, and I'm glad you said that because, one, I hate when people say movies are review-proof, and this is the kind of movie people say that about, and that's never true. Um, and, two, I because I think those are good points, and I'm going to kind of let those criticisms stand. I'm actually not going to argue you out of those. <laughs> but I will say I asked you about well, that. Well, good, because there are handles on top of that kind Well, I asked you about that because um, one of the things I liked about the movie, and this might be me just not being as observant or technical-minded of a mm-hmm. film viewer as you are, but, like, one thing I was going to say in its favor is that its reach, I was going to say never, but maybe I should see, say rarely, is its reach rarely exceeds its grasp. Meaning, yeah, they yeah. knew exactly how much money they had. Mm-hmm. They knew which kind of effects they could pull off. They knew which kind of effects they couldn't pull off. So the movie has a consistent quality. Yeah. Um, one of the best critiques I ever heard of those old Godzilla films was um, <laughs> I knew, I got to bring up Godzilla, but no, I love this because they said, and it's so right, is like these movies look good because they're all consistently fake. Well, yeah, something right? would stand out. So if it's you not had... like you have good special effects and then like, oh god, I can see a string. Yeah. Like you see the strings of the whole movie. It creates mm-hmm. its own kind of level of reality, and that's what I thought about the effects in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they all look kind of shitty. But, like, the same level of shitty. So you're oh, like, I, I say that criticism about the dog and stuff is, like, like I'm saying, that is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I think the gore and effects and stuff right. work, like, really well. And But I think you're right. It's like, they knew that. And the car chase, I think, is good, too, as a good exa- example of that is because it actually did kind of look like a big budget car chase. Yeah. Where you have, like, things exploding. There's what's you... Did you notice when the car goes off the cliff at the, the cliff at the very end and it lands on the bottom? Mm-hmm. That there's like people hanging out down there, <laughs> right, and right? And I was like, "Holy shit! Like, get the fuck! They're making a movie. Get out of right, there!" Right, right, right. Like they probably <laughs> didn't get clearance for any of this. Or, yeah. <laughs> like I just keep thinking, like, what if you're those people just like hanging out down there? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah, I think you, you are definitely more observant of like the physical <laughs> like elements that go into <laughs> okay. that kind of stuff. Than yeah, I am. yeah, maybe to me, like that just becomes too distracting. But yeah, that's fair. It's, that's it's fair. nothing. Nothing that ruins a movie for me, I will say. Well, that's so. Would you say for the most part you agree with me, and that it, it is? I agree that it's consistent. Yes, and yes. they and they knew what they could do. Yes. Well, know? that's why I'm saying like when you ask for an example, I I can't point to like right. the big thing that stands out because it doesn't. Right. It was it's enough. Li- it's little right. bits and. But pieces it was enough to distract you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And bother you a little bit. Yeah. Or enough so, to like keep you on edge as a viewer. Like it keeps reminding you, like I'm watching a movie. I'm watching a movie. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. See, for me, that's what I think of when you see Seam's show. And it's funny to say that about a trauma movie, which right. like their whole vibe is like the homemade yeah. 
like I love that independent homemade feel of it. Like I'm not trying to say like that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like in certain movies it can be distracting to mm-hmm. me, and it was to a certain well, degree. Well, and it also movie. speaks to how how much you're probably enjoying the rest of the movie. If you were enjoying, well, it yeah, more, it doesn't draw you in. If you were enjoying it more, you might have forgiven the handles on the car. But mm-hmm. if you're already a little thrown off by it, you're like, okay, now there's handles on the car. You know what I'm saying? I think something like this, watching this as a, like a man in his 30s, watching. A movie like you're saying made for maybe ten or thirteen yeah. year old. I think to me, it's hard. I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to criticize this movie because it's like I do like it. I do like a lot of it. It's just I don't know what it's, I like. I'm supposed to get out of it. Yeah. I guess I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I think it's it's fair to say it's. Although I will say, I this, after watching it, I did want to watch the second and third one. Well, that's so to that us. says something. So how how do you come down on it? Like ultimately, like ultimately, do you recommend the Toxic Avenger? Do you like the Toxic Avenger? Do you think it's a good movie? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I I remember what I was where I was going with that with um, um being just like the wacky satire and why it doesn't work for me is that I feel like I can get it like in thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't need to watch an hour and a half of hour all, 20, the, hour all the same minutes, level. Hour and 20 minutes with credits. Yeah. Well, it feels longer. <laughs> it does feel a little bit longer. <laughs> I will give you that. But I would feel, to me, as an adult now, if I were watching it, I need something more in there. Because otherwise, stuff like that does stand out. If there was something a little more interesting with the story, I'm not saying it has to be like, you know, it doesn't have to be Chinatown, or it doesn't have to like... Be some intricate mob story with the villains. I'm just saying there needs to be like an under, like a a thread of like a better, more interesting story to an adult, and that's like an adult trying to criticize a kids movie. But you know the Pixar movies do it, mm-hmm. like children, sure. children's movies do do it. Absolutely. So I don't know. Fair. I feel like I I just feel like that that particular tone of like the wacky, silly mugging at the camera, like oh oh. The, Nerds just drive me crazy. Like, and that's the intro of the movie. I loved it. <laughs> I can appreciate it too, yeah. but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, I got it. Do I really need to see the rest right. of this? <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, at some level, I would watch it again. I'll say. Well, that. at well, that's so. So it's a, he- a hesitant recommendation. Yeah. Was that fair to say? Yeah. Hesitant recommendation. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. I'm, it's a very interesting film. Well, and, and at the end of the day, a movie like this comes down to sensibility. You yes. know what I mean? There are some people who are just not going to dig this kind of thing, and maybe you know, viewers like us can appreciate any kind of movie. So I think that's kind of. It's not that I don't dig it. It's just like less of my. Well, I guess that not, is not. It's not as much it. your yeah. thing, though. Yeah. But but I think as a as a open minded critic who appreciates. I didn't collect the comics, but I read your comics. Yeah, I, so. I think you can you can appreciate it and enjoy it to a certain extent. But maybe at heart, it isn't really kind of vibing on your level as much yeah. as it is maybe with mine. And honestly, nostalgia is probably. I think it just co- it connects with me less now. Yep. As like an adult. I think for I me, I think that's kind of obvious. Like it connects to you less as you get older. But and see, it's made for children. I had kind of the opposite reaction because <laughs> I think my childhood fondness for it. So the nostalgia, which I you cannot vindicate myself. I do a little bit. It's like my nostalgia coupled with. The satirical elements I picked up on now as an adult and mm-hmm. a more seasoned film viewer um, kind of combined to make me kind of love this movie. Um, I'm not going to talk you out of loving it. I, uh, I'm i going to say this is probably 
now I'm hesitant to say this. I felt more confident about this. Before, the best one we've done? Before uh, I started talking to you. But no, I was going to say, like, it's not the best one we've done. It's not a perfect movie. It's not something I would watch a lot, but I will probably watch it I again. was going to say it's the only one that you could probably genuinely find in a dumpster. I'm going to say I think this is one of my favorite superhero movies. <laughs> okay. You know. That's definitely a sensibility thing, then. Yeah. I love it, though, because it's just that's, like... That's fine. It's just you. know, you. I, I like the sensibility. I like the satire. I, I can tell the filmmakers are... I can tell this was made by smart people yeah. making a dumb movie. They knew exactly... Well, yeah. I think they knew exactly the tone they were trying to hit, and they hit it. Now, you may not have liked the tone, and that's totally valid, mm-hmm. but I think they knew what they were doing every step of the way. They knew what they could do. They knew what they wanted to do. They did it. It was weird. It was super, it was weird. super original for the time. Mm-hmm. It has a theme. It had heart. And I thought it was great. I, I loved it. <laughs> okay. I loved the Toxic that's, Avenger. That's fair. Um, I actually have some little niggling criticism of it, but we've gone on so long, I'm not even going to bring them up. Um, so well, you got to say one, though. What's, what, what's, okay, what's well, something that doesn't work? Here's my thing. When you were talking about... It's not even what doesn't work. It's what maybe could have been better. Um... Tell me how you feel about this, because you said maybe if the movie had a little bit something more. So I thought one potential issue with this movie was that there was no um, big uh, climax or... or um, Except the masturbation scene. Yeah. But there was no... Um, like, there was nothing the movie was leading up to as far as, like, Toxie didn't have to save Tromaville. So, like, when... When the I, ma- I did think about yeah, that. Yeah, when the mayor it. mentioned, oh, we're, we'll have this plan to move the toxic waste dump next to the reservoir, I was like, oh, that's going to be the big thing that yep. everything's up And we'll probably find out that Bozo is working for the mayor, yep. but he's not. You know what I mean? And the toxic waste dump next to the reservoir is just another evil thing the mayor was doing. It's just yep. another thing to show that he's evil and Toxie destroys evil people. So instead of like a plot, that the t- you know a building kind of plot that you'd have in like a typical superhero movie, it ended up being more about how do the people of Tromville feel about Toxie mm-hmm. and how much trust do they have in authority. Yep. Now I kind of think if you're going to do one or the other, I like what the way they went, but I wonder if maybe another draft of that script couldn't have maybe done both. Maybe show that Bozo was working for the mayor, have it all build to a big crescendo about moving the toxic waste dump to yeah, the yeah, reservoir, yeah. tie it all together a little bit more. So I thought that was something that it was... Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I forgot about that, and that is exactly the thing that right. I thought about when I watched it, too. And the thing, and I mentioned this before, but I always think about it with like adaptations or like simple stories is that first Batman movie uh-huh. where like the joker actually killed his parents now that's not canon right but to make it tie together and to make it into its own little movie the first batman movie there's not much of a story to it but it's a really good movie and it's like a solid story through it 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 hits the beginning the middle and the end i did think this was like very anticlimactic yeah well even the last kill i thought was not the most creative impressive kill i was like oh my god he's done all this crazy stuff to all these crazy well i thought i thought he was gonna let him go and I was going to be like, that is that is totally like a fucking cheat for this movie well, that, to let the guy go. Yeah, that would have flown in, flown in the face of everything they had set but up. But then it's like, what do you want? Then he kills the guy, and I was like, oh. Right. I thought that, too. Like, all the kills are so elaborate and creative and yeah. strange, and then it's like, okay, here he is, the big villain, the mayor, punches him in the stomach and pulls his guts out. 
pretty cool, pretty gory. It was but... funny when the mayor tried, or the guy tried to like put his intestines right. back in. Okay, I, I laughed at that. Well, then I also thought it was kind of funny how like nobody else in the town really knows that the mayor is evil, and the toxic Avenger just like murdered the mayor, and everyone's like, "Hey, yeah, toxic. He he did seem like kind of a jerk." You know I also I mean? thought it was funny, and I hope this was a joke. <laughs> When he's actually shooting at the Toxic Avenger, it's like, ping, like, shooting off of him. You see his girlfriend standing, like, ten feet right behind him. She's just standing there because she's blind. She's just looking off into space. And she's, like, right in the line of fire. I think that that might be more of that accidental humor. Well, then that's my, that's where I, (laughs) that's the type of humor that I like. Yeah, yeah. That little naturally uh, occurring humor. (laughs) So, could have been tightened up a little bit more. I did think of that, though. Yeah. So, I think that would have improved it. But, like I said, I recognize that's a flaw, but I think... They, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't ruin it. The fact that they lean more on the theme and how the people felt about Toxie, yeah. and I, I, I really like that about the movie. The fact that they went in that direction kind of made it okay. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's about something, you know. And ultimately, that's more interesting than trying to. I think that's why it's more. I think yeah, that's more. It's more like your type of film too. Is yeah. that you? You can get just more like a general overall impression of the. We've film. talked about this. Before. I can do that too, but yeah. I'm like, I like a little more yeah. like. I like to see, like, the nuts and bolts and the gears of it, like, how they yeah. fit together and they work. We've talked about this before. I think that's why we're kind of a good... Talk. I always think of David Lynch. Yeah. Like, I love David Lynch now, too. But you are, I'm a you David are always Lynch guy. Always. Yeah. I, I think that's that's why we're a good couple. We've talked about this before. But, and I've come to appreciate David Lynch more because I figured out, like, he is doing right. a lot of that little yeah. nuts and bolts. It's just not like yeah, how other people We've talked it. about this before. Like, we both appreciate both. But you are come more from like I think a technical yeah. meat and potatoes kind of this leads to this leads to this, yes. and I'm more kind of a theme general impression yes. of the film guy. Yes. Now you know we both can appreciate both and recognize both, but I think that's what makes us kind of a good sort of combo. So, all right, so we're great. Toxic Avengers, great. Okay, this cannot be longer <laughs> than the movie itself. Okay. It's oh, like... it is threatening. It is threatening to me. <laughs> I know. Hey, you know what? Just play. I think it, it is official. Play it as a commentary to the film. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. We have to do commentaries, so maybe this can be our first unofficial. I one. will point out the handles. Maybe this can be our first unofficial commentary. Okay. I, yeah, I've run out. I also. Uh... <laughs> I was going to say I've run out of things to say, and then I remembered the thing at the very There's beginning no I was going to remember. The director's cut, which is the free one on YouTube okay, that you that's probably watched. I, watched. I saw it too. I saw Marissa Tomei is in The Toxic Avenger. And I said, no, she's not. Because right. I, I read that, I think, on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And it said she's in the director's cut. I was, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I, well, I must have just not seen the director's cut. Because I watched... This is how you should see trauma movies, is for free on YouTube. Oh, yes. So I watched... So I, I, I was like, well, I must have just seen the non-director's cut. You must need to get, like, the Blu-ray or DVD to see that. And then I looked online, I just Googled it, and, like, there she, I was like, fuck, that was her. She is in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. But who is she? Where I don't know if she? it's her first movie. She is the girl who walks into the gym... Who's like spraying the underarm? You you mm. probably blink and miss her. Okay. I don't. He doesn't kill her. I th- he like scares her off. Okay. She like walks in as I think, as he's about to kill that other girl. Okay. The masturbating girl. Okay. I think, I think it's around that scene. I know she's the girl that walks in who's like spraying okay. like the the deodorant under her arms. Okay. I think she like screams and then runs away. So she doesn't have a speaking part, but she gets a little bit of business to do. Yep. Okay. And That's then- it. 
would go on to win an Oscar. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I just thought that was funny. Like, it does actually have a little film place in history. I don't know if it's her first film. It's got to be, like, one of the earliest. Maybe it is. And she doesn't look like her. Hmm. But if you kind of, like... You can see If you it. look at it, you're like, oh, fuck, that is her. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. We promise a little trivia. So there, that yes. was your little I found something that anybody can read on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what all podcasts do. What the <laughs> hell? Who cares? It's fine. Um, so hearty recommendation. So no beyond the diet. Hearty recommendation for Toxic Avenger from me. Mild recommendation. I'd say it's got to be on your list. You have to see it. Yeah, that's true. It is kind of one of those, you got to check it off. Yeah. You know, you can love it or not yes. love it, but you you need to see the Toxic Avenger yep. at some point. Grapple yep. with it. You might not seems. You might not love it, but you need to see it. Absolutely. All right. There you go. Um, tune in for part two of our discussion on Toxic Avenger uh, next time, because uh, I could probably go on about it forever. But that is Either that or this, it, you are currently listening to part two. Yeah, that is definitely enough for this episode. I'm, we might have to cut this a, a, in half. All right, well, I don't have a lot of behind the dive. Or do you, the do dive you want to skip beyond the dive this time? No, we, we can do it. We can just mention something, but let's, I don't, I don't let's have do, a lot. Let's do brief mentions of beyond the dive, and then we'll get out of here. Um, so I'm going to recommend a, a comic, a graphic novel, okay, um, called monster and okay. it's by the artist barry windsor smith i know the name and it is um the it's a long graphic novel it's like 360 is it a current pages. thing or is it just like, came out okay. recently like this year past few months but like the series is current it's not like a. it's new not a series it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's brand new oh okay one and done original graphic novel mm-hmm. by barry windsor smith um and it's about a young man who is recruited into this kind of secret black ops um, experiment that the the U.S. military is conducting that you later find as out. As they usually do. As they do. They, you later find out is based on recovered Nazi technology from World War II. Okay. And the kid is transformed into this hideous, hulking monstrosity. Sounds like typical comic book stuff, right? Yeah. And to some extent it is. Um, but the graphic novel, and it is a true graphic novel, is larger in scope in that it's also it the... themes. It has themes, <laughs> and it's also the story of the, the kid's father, who was one of the soldiers who uncovered these Nazi experiments. It's also the story of the boy's mother, who struggles with the father's PTSD after he comes back. Um, it's also about... Uh, policeman who befriends the mother so like a novel it has all these characters and it tells their whole life story and the whole thing kind of revolves around this event that happens with the boy's father during world war ii and discovering these nazi horrors um it's just a great story beautifully drawn barry windsor smith is an industry veteran he first Came to prominence at Marvel Comics. I know the name. I'm trying to picture his art. First, is came he like to, like a Frazetta kind of in that artist in that school. In that he's he's very. I'm just trying to like picture his yeah, art. Yeah, in that school, in that it's an intricate, detail oriented, realistic style. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still highly stylized. Came up up. Came to prominence probably on Conan in the late 70s. Okay, that's why I'm probably thinking of Frozen. Did uh, the Weapon X Wolverine origin story in Marvel Comics Presents. Um, This is his first new work in many, many years. And an interesting bit of trivia. He wrote it? Wrote it and drew it. Beautiful black and white artwork. Um, 
And the, one interesting thing about this book is that it started decades and decades and decades ago as an incredible Hulk story. And it would have been just a 20-page comic or even a shorter story for Marvel Comics Presents or something. Mm-hmm. Marvel rejected it. And in the intervening decades, he's been working on Windsor it. Smith Secret. has developed as an artist. So he's le- he left, eventually left Marvel behind his own independent stuff. So he's grown as an artist. And the story has mutated into this elaborate graphic novel, decades in the making, from an industry veteran at the top of his talent. So we've talked about comic books on the show mm-hmm. quite a bit, actually. Um, so if you're into comics, if you're into graphic novels... I would read that. Yeah, this is a new one. Um, you don't ever have to have read anything by Windsor Smith before. Top of his game. Um, I think it would appeal to a lot of different kinds of readers. Because it's kind of a horror story. It's kind of a genre story. But it also has a little bit of a literary quality to it. It's got some heft to it. It's a big... Big hardcover okay. book. It's a it's sort of imposing tome, but I had a blast reading it. So, um, Monster by Barry Windsor Smith is my Beyond the Dive recommendation for this episode. Okay. And he looks a little bit like Toxie if you squint the camera. Okay, I was trying. I was going to yeah. ask like what he looks like. Yeah, it looks a little bit. Well, it was based on Incredible Hulk story, so he's kind of like a more horrific. Um, version of the Hulk, I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Okay. <laughs> now mine sounds stupid. <laughs> Cause mine you say is that just... every time. Well, it's just like it's not related to anything. I just Yours thought... is close to at least in but spirit to the Toxic Avengers. It doesn't have to be. It never, that was never the idea. And I was it. thinking of like two different things, but the next one I'll probably, like I'll mention next okay. time. Okay, pick one. One is like, okay, I was, um, I was trying to like listen to stuff to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. Just so I can like fall asleep. Well, yeah, <laughs> and also I don't I don't want it to be just like white noise. I want yes. I want to like hear something. Yep. I want like it's a common practice. I always yes. think I want to like learn something, even though I'm like drifting off to sleep. I feel, right. almost like I feel like it'll kind of seep in. Yeah, subconsciously maybe. But this I this is like really weird and specific. Is you remember because you like the show actually more than I did this TV show called Doctor Cats. Oh yeah, from. <laughs> Comedy Central. Yeah. And I was also realizing, like, I talk about a lot of old cartoons, like Space Ghost. We've done a lot of cartoons. Space Ghost and the Max. We've done a lot of cartoon recommendations. But this is one where, it was like Flash animation. The animation was really crummy. It's like Uh a Comedy Central show in the mid-90s. And I guess it started out as like a, a, just a play. This is Dr. Cat? Dr. Cat. Yeah. Okay. It was like, you could basically do it like a radio play. And that's pretty much how I've been listening. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone put it on YouTube and you realize how well it works, like without the animation. Yeah, now that you're saying that, I never would have thought about like experiencing it that way. But yeah, it's well, basically just talking heads, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And it's it's a very very funny show, and I forgot yeah. how funny it is. It, well, I remember it being very <laughs> funny. I haven't thought about it in years, but now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. it was a big. Duck someone put on YouTube. It might be gone by now, but someone put like an eleven hour like season seasons. Oh man, I think there's eight seasons. Someone put like seasons one through five. Oh, beautiful. And then so, there's, so, there's so, another like 11 hour thing, like seasons like six through eight or nine or whatever the hell it is. Some hero. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I thought it was great. And I've just been like, I, I wasn't even watching it. I've just been like listening to it. And it like keeps me up. Like it's doing the exact opposite of what I wanted it to do. Yeah. But you can like fall asleep to it too. But it, it's just so funny because it's just, you can totally see like how 
or why it was put together because it's a I like I don't know the total details of it, but it's like they did it like as a travel like a show, like a comedy mm-hmm. like live show in front mm-hmm. of people where he would Dr. Katz would play a ther he's a therapist who yeah. his patients are stand up comedians and comedians. Yeah. So they're like just presenting their problems, but they're really just presenting their bits. Right. So like that's the way the show is, and that's the way it always was. Like it didn't yeah. even alter it didn't even differentiate from the that format and yeah. it was just it was great like from beginning to end yeah like the beginning of the episode to the end and like you said it's just talking heads yeah um but it, it just shows how well it works like just as an audio like a, I, I kept thinking like it's like a radio play like yeah this works so well like him it, just the him and his son yes ben yes I, like i was Who's in love with so his secretary much. yep and laura, uh, laura who i found out that's a sarah silverman's sister okay um, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Dr. Katz is just, uh, it's a funny show and I, I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but I've since right. come to like re, yeah. I was reintroduced to it and I'm seriously, I listened to that 11 hours, like within the course of like a few days. I, uh, it was, I, it was hilarious. I'm actually going to definitely check that out. And you could, it's, it, it's funny because it's like in an animated series, it's, it's weird to think that it was animated because it sounds, if you listen to it, it's so like improvisational. It's yes. so just like conversational especially like i'm talking about with him and his son his son's like a slacker mm-hmm. kid that lives with him but he'll never like kick him out of it. and like you say he's in love with dr Katz's secretary right. it's like so there's a lot of interplay there and there's only a few characters but it's so good like yeah. <laughs> like with whatever they're able to do with each other yeah just like the the interplay between uh dr Katz and his son they the two comedians um, that are doing it they're like trying to fuck with each other, and you could tell like some of the dialogue is like, do they like that wasn't in the script? Or... Yeah, no, I that that was what I was gonna say. I think it it, it was improv. I, that was, I, I was think, kind of my impression. Like the whole, the, I think the there. story was written, right? But like the dialogue in improv, between yeah. filling in is the stuff between them definitely is. Yeah, because you know, like with animated series, it'll be like that was recorded at that point. That was recorded at that. You could tell these guys are just like in the same room, just like fucking with each other. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious. So the one I remember was Dom Irera when he was on there. Yeah, that's I like think, one of the first episodes. I think he, I feel like he might have been on there a couple times, but like he's like, does my face look bulbous? Yeah, I've got to remember that. Now <laughs> yeah. that you say that, it's like holy shit, that's like a Toxic <laughs> Avenger moment. Like, oh my god. But like, am I right in remembering like he was kind of had this thing where like, he was like kind of in love with Doctor yes. Cass or something? Yes. And I remember saying like. That's kids. Why? Why can't just two straight men live together as a as a couple and like just love each other and like why could why couldn't we yeah. do that? And he said it's just the way he said it was so funny. And like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that. He's like he's like you know what I feel like just like laying on top of you. Yeah. He's like, can you just like lay face if you just like lay face down on the couch and I just like laid on top of you? Like what what would be wrong with What's that? What's wrong with that? We take our clothes off and lay down in bed together. And he's like, oh, doctor. Oh yeah, there's another one. He's like, oh, doctor, do you know? It's like, what is this? Is this like a growth? Like what is what is this? Uh, what's this? Uh, it's coming out like over here. He's like, Don, that's your penis. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, it's got, it does have a lot of like recurring like like. Uh, running jokes that go along and with like, like the comedians that come yeah, in and out, and of it, it. kind of I feel like is is uh, defines that uh, era of. It's comedy. very Adult Swim like. Well, yeah, even though it, it's not an it's proto Adult Swim. It kind of defines that era of Comedy Central, which was kind of like 
okay, we have a comedy channel, so we better find some comedy. So we're going to... Mystery Science Theater. We're gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're going to find kind of weird people doing their own little things in their own little regions, yep. and we're going to bring it all together. And it's so cheap. That, that was Mystery Science Theater. That was Dr. Katz. So they had a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It had that kind of guerrilla filmmaking kind of yep. quality to yep. it. So excellent choice um not related to toxic avenger or or monster or monster of any kind no but i uh, now my now my uh, the choice before me is am i going to go watch uh, the toxic avenger part two or am i going to binge dr cats on youtube <laughs> spoiler alert i'm going to do both but to find out which it's I did, a double-edged sword because you can use it to fall asleep too but you might not fall asleep exactly because you might get drawn exactly. into it so um i'm going to do both but to find out which i'm going to do first You'll have to tune into the next episode of Dumpster Dive, which will be half as long as this episode or twice as long. We haven't decided yet. Depends yes. what we talk about. I apologize <laughs> to to you, Jordan, my co-host. That's all right. And all of our listeners. You talked just as much as I did. No, I know. I'm not saying. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't. People like long podcasts. I do. I feel like someone's falling asleep to this right now. Yeah. Or they're just waking up because they had fallen asleep right. like no, like, half the hour ago. They're still fucking talking? Like, yes. Well, if you're falling asleep, if you're drifting off... My hand is going towards the stop record button. Good night, gentle listener. May flights of angels wing you to your rest. We'll be back soon. <laughs> and what is wrong with two men living together? <laughs> there you go. Bye. Goodbye. All right, goodbye. <laughs>